0: Greetings, everyone, and a warm welcome to another edition of Marketing Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you on the coast of the Sunshine Coast. In fact, in Queensland, Australia, joined today by Mason Cosby in a very different part of the world. Mason, good day, sir. A warm welcome from down under. Where are you hanging out?
1: I am hanging out in Indianapolis, and I was hoping you would say good day, because that is my favorite thing whenever I hop on calls with my friends in Australia. Oh.
0: I, I can do one better. I can go, g'day, mate. Ah, there we <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's throw, throw another shrimp on the barbie and get a cold one. You've been watching too many Crocodile Dundee movies, I think. <laughs> I, that an Instant Dream Hotel, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> All right. It is indeed. All right. Well, it's great to have you here, sir. Thank you so much for showing up and humble apologies for asking you to reschedule. Let's kick into it. Mason serves as the lead for business development at Gravity Global. So, he has an absolute obsession for practical growth strategies, which is refreshing because there's so much BS and stuff out there on the internet that just flat out does not work. People don't want to take your money and go, trust me, give me your money and I'll show you how it works. So and it doesn't work. So he he is responsible for ensuring that Gravity is constantly optimizing their marketing efforts. He's a great believer in obviously preaching what he actually does to the clients, but making it not only just easy, but actually more effective for B2B organizations to create and generate and scale predictable revenue flow. And I know, Mason, from my own small amount of work in this area, it's a very deep rabbit hole and it can get incredibly complicated. So, But I'm going to be all ears to listen to what you've been discovering and proving that works Title of the day, folks, is Business-to-Business Growth Strategies That Actually Work, parenthesis, shock, explanation, <laughs> mark, because we know there's so much out there that's taught that doesn't work. So Mason, let's kick into it. Our seven minutes is going to start as soon as I find the clicky thing. Now, question number one, so who's your ideal client? So our ideal client, as you might
1: imagine, would be predominantly B2B, complex clients that are often on more global scale. So we can dive a little bit more into a bit about gravity, but at a high level, we are the world's most awarded B two B agency that can truly provide full service across the globe, six hundred team members across four hundred continents. So, really trying to help provide the scale for massive enterprise organizations that have really, really complex products.
0: So that that thank you for that. That probably leads us nicely into the describing the problem you solve. So we've got it's it's complicated for folks a bit like a relationship. It's complicated. But how how would you define the problem that you solve for your clients?
1: So at the core, especially as marketing is rapidly evolving, Mm. you likely need to partner with some kind of an outsourced agency that can help provide some level of innovation. So if B2B organizations on global scales are looking to partner with an agency for innovation purposes, they really got three options. Option one is you actually don't go to B2B. You go to B2C because they have the global scale. And then again, it's the one agency versus these conglomerates. Option two is you end up getting 15 different agencies. And some people actually hire an individual that just manages agency relationships across 15, 20. Sometimes we have a client that's got a hundred different agency relationships. And then option three is you go to these massive conglomerates in which you don't actually really interact that much with people. It's kind of a right. just a plug it in, plug it out. So we solve the B2B complex global scale but we actually care. And there's a there's a human that you interact with on a
0: day-to-day basis that wants to see you succeed. Thank you for that. And we've got plenty of time left, over five minutes. Give me some of the symptoms, if you would. This is question three of an organization or an executive. What are they seeing? What's going on in their business? It, it's kind of like a clue that they should be reaching out to you guys. So I would say if you've
1: got, obviously, an absurd number of agency relationships. So Again, yeah. I think 20 plus at that point, if you've got 20 agents' relationships, there's, there's a likelihood that you have spread yourself too thin. And what that actually turns into are two things. One, it's very expensive because all agencies have a minimum. So if you're paying at least 20 minimums, you're losing some cost savings. And then two, operational efficiency. Because When we operate all in-house, you send us the assets once and we can then share them internally. It's on us to make sure that everybody internally is up to date. So where you would normally be meeting with 20 different agencies to say the same thing, you meet with one agency, that then spreads that message to the entire team involved. So operational efficiency that helps move faster and cost savings.
0: Right. And so there's a lot of money going out to a lot of agencies. It's incredibly complex. And you've probably got a feeling that things are slipping between the, the cracks and they're simply not optimized. Yep. What would you say, uh, I I can guess one of the common mistakes that your clients have made before they find your solution would be, let's just hire another agency. (laughs) So this is question four. Are there any other common mistakes that you see that your clients have made before they find you?
1: So realistically, everything that we've talked about thus far is essentially our agency and our value. But as far as like mistakes from an actual tactical, practical marketing perspective, what you're yep. creating, what most people think is realistically very tactically focused. So they're thinking, what's our Google strategy? Like what's our LinkedIn strategy? And realistically, what you need is a holistic strategy that then breaks down into specific programs that have clear program objectives. What is our account-based marketing strategy program? What is our customer expansion program objectives? And again, from there, once you have high level objectives, you can build out that strategy And then the tactics just support the strategy. So don't think tactic first, think goal first, and then actually have clear objectives across customer acquisition, pipeline
0: acceleration, and customer expansion. And so you got alignment across every platform rather than trying to figure out something for each platform individually. Okay, so thank you for that. So that's that covers off a common mistake. Is there any practical tips you could give people? This is question five. In addition to starting with the overarching strategy, is there any top tip you could give folks that's going to help them? It's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction. I think one of the best pieces of advice
1: is when you are making out your marketing goals specifically, also look at obviously, again, business-level objectives, but also sales goals. And what we've actually seen a lot of clients do is sales is having their own separate goal conversations and marketing is having their goal conversations. Right. And we talk a lot about sales and marketing alignment, but if there's not a goal alignment, then how how can you have that alignment? So I would realistically have a conversation at an executive level to say, what's the annual quota? What percent are we expecting marketing to deliver from a pipeline sourcing perspective? If you can't have that conversation, then
0: realistically, you're not going to find great success. Right, so so true. So often there's a a wall between marketing objective and sales objectives, and when the wall does come out, there's a there's a bun fight. So thank you, sir. Uh, Seventy seconds left. Valuable free resource. Where can we direct people to to get more of this? So if
1: you want, this is my favorite thing that we've ever done. So again, I work at a company called Gravity Global, but we were actually acquired. So back in May, I was part of a company called. Mojo Media Labs that in April had hosted a day-long virtual event called abm So if you go to mojomedialabs.com slash ABM, you can find 20 ungated
0: sessions that are about 16 hours of ABM-specific content. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. I'm on the website right now. Best practices, understanding buyers, target to lists, personalization, tech data, and turning tech data into revenue, and so on and so on. There's so much more there. Thank you for that. 30 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? What is Dracula's favorite marketing strategy? And <laughs> what is Dracula's? You know, you know werewolves kill vampires, right? But let's get off of that. Yeah, what is it? A count-based marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh. Boom. Mason Cosby, thanks so much for your insights and your sense of humor. Cheers. Thank you.